Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. This is podcast 285. Kurt Morrison here as we take a deep dive in the world of persuasion, motivation, influence, self-persuasion, self-leadership, ways to get other people to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it. I am back from the Middle East, specifically Doha, which is in Qatar. Had some great success there. Did an eight-day seminar, various topics. The funnest one was Millionaire IQ. Training people to understand and become a millionaire or successful, anything. Whatever your goal is, you start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do. Or whatever your goal is, you find someone that's doing it and you do the same thing. And I was training people how to be life coaches, how to take that success psychology and train other people. A lot of fun. Haven't even launched that in the U.S. yet. Let me know if you're interested in being trained to be a life coach. That is something that changes lives and is very fulfilling. And, of course, it's good to be back in adjusting to time zones. Let's start off with a persuasion ninja. Go. This happened to me on the way back on an airplane. I know it's rare to get a ninja from an airplane. That's why I wanted to do it. You know, it's not the most perfect program. So I had a layover in Amsterdam. And this time I was flying KLM, Royal Dutch Airlines. And they coach here quite a bit with Delta. And I'm thinking this is why this happened, because I don't think every passenger got this, but it was a postcard sitting on my assigned seat as I walked in. Had a beautiful picture of Amsterdam. And as I turned it over, it said, Dear Mr. Mortensen, welcome back on board. On behalf of the entire crew, we wish you... A comfortable and relaxed flight. Good regards for your pilot, attendant, and flight crew. Has the date, the whole bit, sitting right there. This is handwritten. Now, I don't know how many they did. I don't know how I made the list. But hey, a little something, something. And as you know, when the first thing goes right, you're looking for everything else. It goes right. It was a great flight for as far as flights go. It was 10 hours long to get back to the United States. But hey, a little something, something unexpected little boost to the esteem. Hey, Ninja goes to KLM Airlines. In fact, I used to do this as I've thought about this. I need to get back to it. When a new coaching client enrolled to learn persuasion and influence, we would send out cookies, fresh cookies. Another company would bake them, send them out, little something unexpected. It made all the difference in the world. And for some reason, I haven't been doing that in a while. So if you're a new coaching student, Look out in the mail. I'll be sending you some cookies <laughs> to say thank you. So I am getting back on track. Thanks to KLM Airlines. So ask yourself, what can you do a little bit better, a little bit different, something unexpected, something of low cost that has a high perceived value? What can you do to your potential prospects or even existing customers? Because those little things not only make a big difference in the world, not only do they like you more, but it puts you on the top of the list because I'll bet your competitors aren't doing it. So that will be our ninja this week. Rare to go to an airlines. In fact, we need to go back and do the math and see how many ninjas went to the airlines versus all those blunders. So let's skip forward 
to the Geeky Article of the Week. And this comes from the Journal of Frontiers in Aging Neuroscience, okay? And I think it's clickbait, if you know what that is. It's just kind of an interesting title that gets people to click to take a look at it. And I'm guilty on this one. Here's the title. Tell me if this is clickbait. The Diet Linked to Higher Intelligence. Now, who doesn't want to know that? And this is timely because on the podcast, you always know when there's a guest, I always ask, what is their worst vegetable on the planet? And Brussels sprouts is the all-time winner. And I bring that up because of the results of this test. What they found is is people who had this substance in their blood did better on intelligence tests. And they found that eating leafy greens helped preserve intelligence over a lifetime. And so what this substance is, and these leafy greens, is called lutein. And it's a plant pigment that protects the brain from aging. And the people with more lutein in their blood did better on intelligence tests. And by the way, if anybody could just develop a lutein pill, that would be a good thing. So it might be a little easier to get our lutein because I'm sure most of us aren't eating the leafy green vegetables that we're supposed to. But what lutein does, it collects in the cell membranes in the brain and it plays this neuroprotective role. And they said this includes kale, spinach, broccoli, cauliflower. I did a little more research. Collard greens, that's from the south of the United States. Yellow sweet corn, there's no green in that, but it does contain the lutein. Swiss chard, not sure about what that is or if I've even had that. Green peas, arugula, and of course, Brussels sprouts. I guess I better eat more of those. Egg yolks, that was an interesting one. Carrots and asparagus. So Dr. Marta Zamrosowitz, got that one right, said they found that this also helped in lifespan. And this lutein accumulates in the gray matter of the brain, and it preserves those cognitive function and healthy brain aging. And so they took people, gave them some lutein, I guess, and they took tests of crystallized intelligence. I hadn't heard that before, but basically what that means, it's kind of a general knowledge test. They did their blood test, looked at the lutein, and the ones with the most lutein did better on the test. Not only does it affect brain function... It reduces the challenges of your brain aging, and I guess all the way around, it's a good thing, except for the taste. you got to get past the taste. That's why I say, hey, you should probably develop a pill, but this is their findings. It's all about the lutein. Maybe there is a pill. I haven't researched that, but that is the chemical. Not only makes you smarter, but keeps you smarter and keeps your brain active and engaged and keeps your brain from falling into what happens when you age. Another interesting thing, too, about this lutein, and it's also for the eyes. They talk about macular degeneration, that when you have lutein, your eyes do last longer. And so, hey, benefits all around. Except for the taste. Maybe you like the taste. This is going to help your eyes and your brain. Hey, who knew today you'd come to the show, maximize your influence, and get some nutrition advice? So let's dive into it today with a little reader email. Oh, boy! And of course, if I use your email on the show, you get free access to the gold version of Maximize Your Influence. That's at MaximizeYourInfluence.com where you get the weekly emails with the new tools and application on how to do that. This comes from Tina. She says she's outside of Fargo, North Dakota. That caught my eye because I've trained in every state in the United States except for North Dakota. Never been to North Dakota. Don't know why I've been to North Dakota. I'm sure and hoping there is a reason to go to North Dakota, but I haven't been there. So, Tina, give me a call. Give me some training in North Dakota so I can check that off as my last state 
the number 50 in North Dakota. But here's her question. It says, I've been loving your podcast and your YouTube post on the tools of influence. Your last YouTube post was from Doha, and I love the crooked building in the background. That's at YouTube. It's at Maximize Your Influence on YouTube. The architecture over there is incredible if you haven't seen it. She says, you mentioned about borrowing credibility. I have a hard time with this. One of the ways you mentioned was testimonials. How can I get more qualified testimonials? That, of course, is a great question. If you don't have credibility, you need to borrow it, and yes, you can. And there's a variety of ways to do that. Before getting the testimonials, let's talk about different ways. A referral. When somebody refers you, that is borrowed credibility. You're using the credibility from that person. When they refer you, you're borrowing that trust. That's one way to do it. Recommendations would be in that same category. Getting an introduction from somebody else. They send an email, say, hey, this is so-and-so. They're great at what they do. If you were starting a new team, you could have the vice president send an email why they chose you, your past victories, why you're there is all part of that. If you speak professionally, here's an amazing thing. If you get up and tout all your qualifications, you're a braggart. You're arrogant. But if you don't say anything, they're like, uh, who is this person? But if you type up an introduction... Put everything in there. Just make it really good. Hand it to somebody else to read it. Uh, now it's okay. Another way for someone else to give you credibility. But let's go on the one you wanted to talk about, Tina. Let's talk about testimonials. You can never have too many testimonials. Keep collecting them. They probably get better and better with time. Testimonials increase your credibility. enhance your image. It's a form of social validation. We know that infomercials have a 90% failure rate. And if you see one again and again, watch it. It's a great thing to do as a student of persuasion to see their call to action and their guarantee and the, and the testimonials that they use. When they fail, they just bring them back in and add testimonials because people always believe somebody else before they believe you. And you should be collecting these. I know you're good, trustworthy people, but you can't assume people trust you. You've got to get those testimonials. And there's a couple keys here. If you really want to increase your testimonials, you got to ask. Just start asking for them. And people are more than happy to give you a testimonial because you've exceeded their expectations. And part of that is expecting it. Let them know up front. Hey, this is how I do business. I do on testimonials. When I exceed your expectations, when I solve this problem, would it be okay if I ask you for a testimonial or even a referral? Expect it. Set it up front. Let them know that's how you do business. Don't just blindside them at the end. Let them know this is how you do business. And keep collecting them. But here's an important thing a lot of people don't think about. Make it easy for them. Now, some people might not know what to write or they don't feel good about their grammar or it just sounds too hard to do. Make it as easy as possible. I know in the book publishing industry, you could send three or four potential testimonials and they'll pick one. They'll change it up a little bit. Maybe you want to pull out your phone and the video and just take it real fast, transcribe it, or even use the video. Make it easy. Ask them the right questions. And that is key. you got to ask them the right questions. Because if you don't ask them the right questions, you're going to get them some strange things. Or even write it for them. I go, Kirk, can you do that? Absolutely. Write it for them. Just write down how you felt the experience went. And, of course, you show it to them. Say, look, here's the testimonial. This is based on my viewpoint. Is this okay if we use it? You said you'd give me a testimonial. Uh, you want to change anything and they'll change a few words here and there and it's done done and done you don't have to hound them you make it easy or you record it right then and there or even an audio recording make it as easy as possible because when people ask for testimonials like oh yeah i should then 
and they want to, they might not get around to it, they're busy. Again, maybe it's grammar issues, maybe it's a, a language issue, any of those things, you want to make it as easy as possible. And then, of course, you want to get as many critical ingredients as possible. And in fact, I want to talk about six things that if you have this as a testimonial, this is gold. Now, rarely do you have all six, but your goal is to get as many as possible. As many as possible. It depends on the industry and a few other things, which you can and cannot do. I know that. And it's getting harder and harder to use testimonials. But the more you can add, the more these you can use, the stronger your testimonial. The first one is an income or benefit claim. You know, that what's in it for them? How did it increase their income? What was the benefit? How did it reduce their weight? Why are their children perfectly obedient now? Any of those things, income, benefit, what's in it for them, how it's going to help them, how it's going to solve their problem, try to get that in their testimony. You do that by asking the right questions. How did this solve? How did it, How much did you make? Those type of things, and I know you've got to be careful with income now, but those type of things, you make sure you put it in there so when they read it, they realize that what you have is going to solve their pain or their problem. The next one, if you can, I am like you. If you are working with a group of medical doctors, if another medical doctor says something, that's more powerful than a mechanic. If you're talking to a group of mechanics, you want a testimonial from another mechanic. If you can, I'm like you. Hey, my house is messy too. Or hey, I, I'm a chiropractor too. I'm a doctor too. Wait a minute. I'm in debt too. Any of those things, the before and after picture. Hopefully you've heard that before. The before picture is when you're overweight, in debt, everything's going wrong, everybody hates you. But then the after picture, doesn't have to be a picture by the way, is now you're lean and mean and wealthy and everybody likes you. They like to see the before picture of the testimony. It's like them. So, hey, wait, if they can do it, I can do it. Then try to do full name and location. If it just says Bob, yeah, it's better than nothing, but the full name is more credible. And if you got a location where they're at, that's even more credible. A photo of them is even more credible. And in a video is even more credible than that. So the more you can add to that, the more persuasive it's going to be. Now, short and specific would be the next one. Now, I do like long testimonials, but if it's long, I like to show the whole thing, but to highlight a certain paragraph, a certain sentence, make that short and specific, or pull it from there, or use the dot, dot, dot if it's too long, but it's something they can quickly read. Next one is make sure it's believable. Now, I'm assuming you're always telling the truth, but it has to be believable. The truth is not always believable, right? That could be something to think about. It has to be believable. And the last one, credibility of the testimony. Do they know this person? Do they respect this person? Is this person famous? Those type of things. If they can recognize the name, that can also give you a bump in the persuasiveness of your testimonial. So I'm going to do something a little bit different here. I'm going to share some of my testimonials, both bad and good. Throw myself under the bus here. And you kind of gauge these to see if they're any good. These are actually real 100% testimonials I've collected over the years. Some are really good, some are really bad, and let's see if we can evaluate these together based on that criteria. This one is from a negotiation seminar. This seminar didn't stink. It was great. I really enjoyed myself. Thanks, Alan Brady. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to be funny. Can't use it. Even though he thought it was great and enjoyed himself that, that he said it didn't stink, I can't use that one. Here's another one. As this being my first time being incarcerated, I have been on the continuous lookout for anything that could bring improvement into my life. After endless disappointment, I stumbled upon another inmate who has maximum influence. That's my first book, by the way. 
And you can find that at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. He said, I traded my dinner trays for a week so I could read the book. Awesome. I plan on starting my business when I am released, and now I feel more confident. Thank you, Douglas Mullins, P89305, California State Prison. Yeah, okay. Now, if I was going to train a bunch of people in prison that are incarcerated, this would be perfect, but that's not my target market. I don't do a lot of training there. How about this one? Dear Mr. Mortensen, thank you for coming today. I had a lot of fun. You were so funny. I had so much fun in my life. I hope you will come again. If I had enough money, I would buy your book. Thanks, Charity, Miss Bishop's third grade class. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm touched. But again, unless I'm speaking to third graders and there's really no benefit there, I can appreciate people wrote it, but I really can't use this. Here's one from Las Vegas, Nevada. This was after a Millionaire IQ seminar. Seeing a truly gifted speaker present their platform can lift the audience right out of the mundane and elevate them into a higher range of vibration, much as a musician or performer communicates on the aesthetic wavelength. If your goal is to change people's lives for the better, you're accomplishing it. Okay? Hey, it's good. Now, if I was speaking about a group of musicians, maybe it's probably too wordy. Maybe pull some pieces out of there I could use, and there's really not a big, big benefit there. So I'd say that one's kind of medium. Here's one from a persuasion seminar. Exciting, informative, inspirational, enthusiastic, and full of energy. The workshop is full of knowledge and is an excellent roadmap to success. Now, pretty good. Some bad, like more of a bigger benefit or income claim, but it just says George, which is better than nothing. But again, we want full name, location, picture, if you can. Here's one. Kurt was great. He was knowledgeable, motivational, friendly, educational, interesting, and he really cared. JWB. Again, initials. Let's try to get the full name there if we can. Again, this was just sent in. And, you know, it's great with knowledge and motivation, but it's something a little more concrete. I mean, it's great that I really care, and I do, but I think a takeaway, a problem solved, something like, hey, I was like you and I've changed everything. In the first two weeks, I applied this tool and this happened is, is really what you're looking for. This was from a chiropractor from another persuasion seminar. She says, how can it really be that easy and how have I missed it all this time? I was a little miffed that his work wasn't a prerequisite in graduating from chiropractic college as a potential business owner. I was astonished at the minor shifts that I quickly made and how much revenue those shifts were generating my business. Persuasion is definitely one of our greatest tools. I don't know, what do you think? I mean, to a group of chiropractors, it would be gold because she's a chiropractor. And it's great some of the benefits in there, minor shifts, showing that it's easy to change and revenue. She didn't give an exact amount, but revenue went up and talked about persuasion being one of our greatest tools. Here's one. It's about Influence University. This program magnifies your inherent ability to persuade. I'm really not sure what that means, but I use it all the time because it's from Mark Victor Hansen, co-creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. If you've heard that book, over 100 million copies sold for just the name. He could have said, I love turtles. I still would have used it because of the name. So if it's a recognizable name, you want to use it. This one's from a CEO. It says, Magnetic Persuasion, we can require program for all students of success. Here's one. Influence University is an incredible course. It shows you how to immediately influence and persuade other people in every area of your life. Pretty good, but also Brian Tracy, one of my early mentors. He's written over 50 books on success. If you don't recognize that name, you don't do a lot of personal development because he's one of the ones that really makes it happen. And here's one. This is truly remarkable information. 
Magnetic Persuasion is unbelievably comprehensive with fresh new angles and immensely practical examples. Pretty good. Not a real concrete benefit, but it doesn't matter because that's from Dr. Stephen Covey of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Another one. Kurt Morris has provided the most complete workout persuasion influence I've ever seen. No more persuasion coaching have I ever seen the art and science broken down to such thorough and easy to understand concepts covering every aspect of persuasion imaginable. That's Robert Allen from Nothing Down, Multiple Streams of Income. So he makes it sound simple and talks about every aspect of persuasion. So that is definitely a good one. This one does include a picture, which is very helpful, and pictures of the book. That adds credibility to it also. What about this one? These are network marketers. For the last two years, we hadn't been able to sponsor anyone into our business. Then we took the Advanced Influence course. Now in October alone, we sponsored 40 people. Thanks, Kurt. I love the exact number. October, 40 people, right? And then, of course, the before picture. Two years we hadn't sponsored anybody, and that's true with a lot of people in network marketing. My only challenge is this. Even though it's the truth, is it believable? Can people go from zero to 40 in a month? Again, it's the truth. But is your average person going to believe that? Well, that would be the only question I have for that type of testimonial. This one's from a real estate negotiation boot camp. I've invested over 50,000 coaching and seminars and never received any results. See that before picture there? It was good information, but the results weren't there. I decided to move forward with persuasion, coaching, even though I was still doing other coaching programs, and was amazed. The whole time, all I needed was persuasion. My first year alone, I closed 14 properties, no money down. To date, I've closed on 27 properties. So good specific things, the money, the before picture. He's got his name, where he's from, Dallas, Texas. Only challenge that is that believable to people? People that are in real estate now, that's believable. But if they have never done it before, that might be a little stretch. Another one from an entrepreneur. Before I started mastering persuasion, I was totally broke. Let's get the before picture. When I started working with my coach, I got to realize it's a new world of persuasion out there. That if I didn't learn how to persuade, I would be out of business. My first four months with them, I made $47,000. Name, location picture. This is also a video too. Those are things that are very specific. See the numbers in there, the before picture. I could go on and on with these. Last one, another negotiation for real estate. Skills we learned from Kurt have helped us close only millions of dollars worth of property. What we learned from taking Kurt's course has enormous impact on the bottom line, increasing our net worth to well over $5 million in one year. All right, Jason Debbie has a place, location, picture. Awesome. Has a number. Can, can you use it in your industry? It depends. Is it believable? That would be the only thing. Now, if you're in real estate, you know that's believable. But if you've never done it before, that might be a little too extreme. It would be the only challenge with that one. And I can go on and on, but I want to kind of give you a feel for the pros and the cons, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly in the world of testimonials so you know how to do that. Again, it's very rare that you get all six of the ingredients. Let me repeat them to you. Income and benefit claim. I am like you. Full name and location, short and specific, believable, and of course, the credibility of the testimonial. So go borrow credibility, get as many testimonies as possible, ask them the questions, don't just let them go, ask the questions along the way to get the testimonial you want, because if you don't, you're not going to get it. This is a power skill. You can never have enough. Keep collecting testimonials. I always ask, you should always ask. That is one of the keys to your persuasion success. That's our podcast for today. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Maximize Your Influence. 
MaximizeYourInfluence.com is a spot for the archives, to take your Persuasion IQ test, to get the free book, Maximize Your Influence, and to contact me. Or it's Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. If you want to know more about coaching, if you want to send me an email, if you have a joke or anything you want me to clarify, send an email. And of course, if I use your email on the show, you get access to InfluenceUniversity.com. So the thing about testimonials this week, understand it's okay to borrow credibility and go out and persuade with power.